Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Badger Infrastructure Solutions Limited 2021 third quarter results conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask the question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker today, Mr. Trevor Carson, VP of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you and good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to our third quarter 2021 earnings call. On the call this morning are Badger's CEO, Paul Vanderberg, and CFO, Darren Jaworski. Badger's 2021 third quarter earnings release, MD&A, and financial statements were released after market close yesterday and are available on the investor section of our website and on CDAR. We are required to note that some of the statements made today may contain forward-looking information. In fact, all statements made today which are not statements of historical fact are considered to be forward-looking statements. We make these forward-looking statements based on certain assumptions that we consider to be reasonable. However, forward-looking statements are always subject to certain <coughs> risks and uncertainties, and undue reliance should not be placed on them, as actual results may differ materially from those experienced, or expressed, or implied. For more information about material assumptions, risks, and uncertainties that may be relevant to such forward-looking statements, please refer to our 2020 MD&A along with the 2020 AIF. Further, such statements speak only as of today's date, and Badger does not undertake to update any such forward-looking statements. I will now turn the call over to Paul. Thanks, Trevor, and good morning. As always, we'd like to start the call today with health and safety. The Badger team continues to manage the COVID-related operating challenges quite well, and we always put the safety of our employees and customers as job number one. We've been promoting health and safety of employees very strongly and encouraging vaccination. We began to see worksite vaccine uh, mandates from a number of customers and governments in the quarter, which we support. The U.S. government announced the vaccine mandate a few weeks ago and provided an update yesterday, which requires a significant amount of work before it can be administered by businesses across the country. At some point, we expect that the health and safety regulators will sort out all the details and we will implement it along with all other companies. We worked on one very high-profile project in the quarter that was directly linked to health and community safety, and that was the emergency response to Hurricane Ida. We want to publicly recognize our leadership team for a job very well done in supporting the recovery work in Louisiana. We balanced delivering services to help restore critical power grid infrastructure while protecting our employees while the Delta variant was surging. Not an easy task. We were recognized by many other contractors on this emergency response for our efforts and in leading health and safety protocols. At one point, we had up to 100 units on this project with people pitching in from all across Badger. Badger is the only HydroVac operator in North America who can provide this level of service and response. Now on to the quarter. 
We were pleased with the improved revenue in Q3 and the sequential improvement that's been made as the year has continued to progress. Market activity levels improved across many of our regions over the quarter, reflecting continued progress in the overall recovery from COVID. When compared to the U.S. construction put-in-place statistics, our revenue growth continued to outperform the reported activity levels in non-residential construction put-in-place year-over-year. Q3 market activities was supported by approximately $14 million in emergency response work related to IDA that I mentioned earlier. This compares to approximately $7 million last year. Severe weather events continue to highlight the need for strengthening North America's critical infrastructure. We are also pleased with the gross margin and EBITDA margin improvements that have been achieved as 2021 has progressed and specifically as the quarter progressed. As we shared in Q2, we've expected that margins will return toward historical levels as revenue improves. Rob Blackadar, who joined Badger in July as COO, has been a great addition to the senior leadership team. And Rob and his team are pursuing revenue, cost control, and efficiency initiatives across the organization to further drive results. The team continues to work hard to recruit and retain operators, which continues to be a challenge in the current labor market. We've seen some labor cost inflation as we discussed last quarter and have been working to implement price increases to offset. We're also pleased with the improved fleet utilization. Revenue per truck per month improved to nearly $34,000 in the quarter, a significant improvement from the $26,600 in Q2 of this year and $28,300 in Q3 of last year. With fleet utilization improving, we are evaluating the ramp-up of our manufacturing activities. We are positioned for a busier fourth quarter compared with last year. With the numerous delays in the industry has experienced in projects and non-residential construction in general over the last year and a half, we continue to see pent-up demand across many markets. This demand, and especially the pent-up demand, could positively impact a traditional winter seasonality in some of our northern markets this year. But of course, what actually transpires will depend on the type of winter weather we experience. This work will need to get done at some point. And as always, we continue to focus closely on activity levels with our customers and reviewing all aspects of our business and operating expenses uh, to manage expenses in the short term while ensuring our service capacity is always in place when needed. Now on to operations. In addition to Rob and his team continuing to pursue business improvement initiatives, Rob is working to strengthen our sales and marketing function at Badger to address the meaningful growth opportunity, growth opportunity in the North American non-destructive destructive excavation industry. There will be more to come on this in future quarters. On fleet, during the quarter we built four new hydrovacs and retired 11, ending the quarter with 1,360 units. We've been pleased also with the improvements in utilization, as I mentioned with RPT a minute ago and we are evaluating the ramp up of production looking into next year. For 2021, we anticipate building 33 hydrovacs, slightly above the previously shared build range of 20 to 30 units for the year. We continue to plan to retire 60 to 70 units this year. As in the past, we plan to provide more details on anticipated 2022 production and retirement ranges along with our Q4 disclosures. 
And now I tur I'll turn things over to Darren to take us through our financial results. <clears throat> Thanks, Paul, and good morning, everybody. Our revenue in the quarter was $171.8 million, or about 15% higher than prior year when normalizing for changes in FX. Gross margin was <clears throat> excuse me, 27.4%, a marked improvement from gross margins of 19.2% in Q2. As Paul mentioned, Rob and his team are continuing to pursue other cost control and efficiency initiatives across the organization to return gross margin levels to levels achieved last year. I should also mention that our direct costs in the current year included the benefits of $2.8 million in COVID-related government assistance in Canada, compared with $1.9 million last year. G&A expenses were, were $11.2 million, which includes approximately $2.1 million in one-time costs related to our strategic initiatives to enhance our organizational design and management structure. We continue to anticipate our 2021 G&A run rate expenses to be approximately $40 million, excluding one-time costs related to these initiatives. Of course, we always review costs for additional efficiency opportunities. Adjusted EBITDA for the quarter was $35.8 million. Again, a marked improvement from adjusted EBITDA of $14.4 million in Q2. As a percentage of revenue, adjusted EBITDA margins approved to 20.8% in Q3 from 10.6% in Q2. We're also reviewing all G&A costs um, across the organization to support more efficient operations and return to prior year adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margin levels. Uh, now to the balance sheet. Badger maintains a focus on ensuring the strength of its balance sheet and its financial flexibility. We have continued to make meaningful progress in accounts receivable management, particularly in the collection of long age receivables. Um, as at the end of the quarter, approximately 75% of our receivable portfolio was aged less than 30 days. We also renewed our syndicated credit facility for a five-year term, providing us with a total of $400 million in committed credit facilities with a flexible financial covenant, ensuring that we have the financial resources and the capacity to fund both near-term and long-term growth and thoughtful capital allocation. I'd also like to highlight a couple of changes coming in 2022, which you may have seen in our earnings release last night. Effective Q1 2022, reporting will begin uh, we will begin to report our results in U.S. dollars to improve the comparability of year-over-year -year results and to minimize the foreign exchange fluctuations, given that approximately 80% of our revenues are generated in U.S. dollars. We will also be changing the frequency of our dividend <coughs> payments from monthly to quarterly, effective with the March 2022 dividend. This will simply simplify the administration and the dividend-associated cost. I'd like to turn the call back to Paul for some final comments. Paul? Thanks, Darren. So just before we open it up for questions, a couple of quick comments. Uh, Q3 continued our recovery from COVID with activity levels picking up, and we were able to put our people to work effectively and generate better results. We're very pleased with that. We remain focused on our markets and customers, managing expense levels, while ensuring that we have trucks available for our customers. Our view of the significant long-term U.S. and Canadian opportunity for non-destructive excavation services and Badger's growth prospects is unchanged. We, we believe that increased focus on infrastructure in the U.S. supports demand for non-destructive excavation over a long period of time. 
we stand ready to help maintain and strengthen that infrastructure and also support the need to adapt infrastructure to newer and sustainable technologies. Badger's business model, our operating scale and flexibility, our diversification of end use and geographic markets, combined with our operating track record across all stages of the economic cycle, all support achieving our long-term growth aspirations. We're making the business moves today to position Badger to take advantage of this long-term opportunity. And in the past, Badger's always managed for the long-term. So with those comments, let's turn it back to uh, Franzi for questions. Thank you. And participants, as a reminder, if you would like to ask the question, you may press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, that's star, then the number 1 on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We have a question coming from the line of Daryl Yang from TD Securities. Your line is now open. Good morning, guys. Hey, Daryl. Uh, just the first question uh, around the margin outlook and, and the direct labor as we head into uh, Q4 and, and Q1. Um, obviously, those are you know, seasonally weaker periods, and, and I'm just curious on you know if you want to share what kind of magnitude of margin um, impact you think would exist uh, just as we carry the, the higher levels of labor uh, through that those lower periods. Yeah, no, great question, Darren. You probably were in our board meeting yesterday. Um, but uh, certainly a real focus of ours. And, uh, you know, Badger has traditionally had a seasonal business where Q4 and Q1, because of the, the uh, cold weather uh, states and provinces we operate in, have lower volumes. So we're very closely focused on, on managing direct labor to volume um, in those uh, cold weather periods, just like we have in the past. Um, last year, um, it was a bigger challenge because we were also trying to gauge recovery from where COVID was bottoming. And as, if you recall, um, the market activity with COVID really did bottom about last this time last year, October, November. So uh, we had uh, multiple factors underway to manage. But um, from my view, this year is um, getting back to more of a traditional winter season um, with uh, continued COVID recovery growth but we, we have a lot better run rate um, uh, right now going into this uh, winter season and a lot better uh, visibility about where the COVID bottom is. I mean, that's obviously behind us now. So uh, we're thinking about uh, managing it more like we have in past years um, where our local and regional folks um, are very focused on that. And Rob and his team will certainly be very focused on that. So uh, uh, much better set of circumstances um, with better visibility this year. Okay, great. And then um, uh, on the emergency response work, it was great to see the contribution that the Badger was able to make. Um, I'm just curious if you'd be willing to share what the uh, EBITDA contribution of that was. I mean, it was about 8% of revenue, but just uh, I think it's historically been higher margin work for emergency response. Yeah, I can comment historically it has been higher. Um, it continues to be. 
And, um, you know, this is a, um, a capability that Badger has um, that no other company in our business has. And I, I uh, could not be more pleased with the performance of our, of our operations team led by Liz Peterson and her group in the eastern U.S. Um, to take advantage of this. It's a unique service we provide to our customers and a huge differentiator um, in the electrical utility customer segment for us. Okay, and then one last one, just with respect to working capital, as you move into uh, next year and, and hopefully much higher activity level, um, uh, how, how big of a working capital draw would, would you anticipate, Darren, um, moving into next year? I, I don't think it, I would see much of a big draw. We've been we've really cleaned up the both the credit granting and the collection procedures, so it's the uh, and cleaned out all of the aging buckets. So we, we turn the receivables and we've sh shortened the cash collection or cash conversion cycle quite a bit. Um, so, I, you know, at the maximum, I'd look at, at probably 15 to 30 days worth of sales, which would be your, your, your wrap-up of working capital requirement. But like I said, like the, uh, the way we're managing our receivables now is night and day from where we were uh, not too long ago. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. I'll get back in the queue. Yeah, thanks, Daryl. Your next question comes from the line of Jonathan Lemers from BMO Capital Markets. Your line is now open. Thank you. Uh, on the U.S. gross margin percentage, um, about 24% this quarter, on revenue per truck close to 37000 can you help us bridge that gross margin to historical periods when it was eight to ten percent higher, at times when RPT was this high, you know I understand that um, there's been a lot of price inflation uh, since then, so utilization is probably uh, still still uh, too low compared to what the RPT would suggest. But can you help us bridge the uh, the rest of the gap there? Yeah, yeah, great question, Jonathan. Uh, in my mind, it's pretty simple. Um, we've still got work to do in our cost structure and, and passing through um, uh, factor cost increases in our pricing. And uh, we did make really good progress in the quarter, but there's still work to do and, and uh, we have lots of focus on that and, and our operations team. But, you know, we are very confident that as we continue to have the advantages of um, higher and steadier volumes, um, and more traditionally and, and we've experienced historically, that uh, we'll continue to drive those margins back toward those historical trends. But the fact of the matter is, we still got work to do, Jonathan. I'm not going to beat, beat, beat around the bush. Fair enough. Uh, on the pricing, Paul, are there any indications that you have that um, ability to pass through pricing is improving? I'm thinking about maybe MSAs you might be setting up for next year, for example, compared to prior year MSAs or... Uh, or just normal coursework into October? Yeah, well, there, there's certainly um, opportunities when MSAs come up for renewal, so we'll be looking at that and are looking at that very closely. And, um, you know, the other side is, you know, with Rob coming in, great background in marketing and commercial strategy, so we have some fresh eyes at the table, which is certainly going to benefit us uh, as we go forward. I can tell you there's lots of focus on it, especially with um, the cost factors um, that we've seen in fuel and, and uh, labor. 
So lots of focus on it, and, and uh, uh, it's a, certainly a, a very significant um, business improvement uh, area for us, and we're all over it. Thanks. The driver shortage situation is something facing many industries in the U.S. You know, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal this week saying the U.S. is short about 80,000 drivers. Is there anything that you can you can do? Um, you know, I know overtime was it was a major issue this quarter. Or are you just you just is it really um, that you know margin will be depressed until uh, the labor situation improves? Yeah, well, the labor's in the short term going to continue to be a challenge, and we're you know we're pulling all the levers that we have available to us. Um, you know, you asked a very good question linked to labor um, uh, a minute ago, which is what type of pricing uh, opportunities are there, and we're convinced that there are a number of opportunities in that area. And you know, the other thing we're looking at longer term is uh, the design of our trucks and uh, the type of trucks and the type of drivers required. Um, early days, but this is something that, that we think about very closely because we design our equipment, we're vertically integrated, and, and we design it uh, to use it. So we think about things like labor cost when we design our equipment because that's a, a much bigger expense um, year over year than the uh, capital cost in the trucks. So we're looking at uh, longer-term things on, uh, uh, on truck design to, to help expand the driver pool. So more to come in the future on that, but it's an advantage that Badger has that we're uh, working on. Thanks. One last question for Darren, if I can. The strategic investment expenses, I believe part of that's related to the legal reorganization. Could you expand on what those are and whether there's anything um, that will be relevant for uh, the business next year? So the, the legal reorg, there's, there's broadly two components to the, the, the uh, three components that we're doing to the work. One is the legal reorg uh, structure. The second is expanding our shared services model um, uh, now with uh, specifically with HR and with the not too distant future with the back office support of, of the operations as well. And then the final component is is working on the the implementation of, of Rob's target operating model for sales and marketing operations and fleet, which is a pretty exciting. And as Paul mentioned, we'll share some more stuff in the coming coming quarters. But specifically, your question on the legal entity reorg, and we announced this um, earlier this year. That's where we're we're stratifying our structure and purifying the the pillars of responsibilities and operations. Uh, the primary goal in doing that is is to um, to achieve tax efficiency, so that we don't have um, we don't have drag on sales tax when we move units around. And then the second, which is a byproduct of that, is is removing any kind of obstacles and being able to have fluidity and velocity in their fleet, and being able to move the fleet where the the demand is needed without having to re-register the, the vehicles and, and, like I said, be attached to any kind of sales tax. Uh, so that's the background. The, the cost savings, and I think we shared this uh, previously, we anticipate um, on a normalized build program that we can um, have a cash tax savings of around $6 million a year. Um, that is a combination mostly of sales tax, um, but there is a small component of income tax that's related to the the Hungarian financing structure that we put in place. 
I'm hoping I, I covered off your question, but if there is more details, happy to, to give you more clarity. And Darren, you did say that the SGNA would be 40 million excluding those expenses. So um, is that a fair run rate for next year or will some of these uh, continue? Uh, there might be a little bit of continua continuation of cost, but I think for 40 million is, is the right number. Uh, we are looking at some uh, cost and efficiency improvements over that we'd like to implement in Q4. So I think probably a, a, an all-in uh, run rate of, of $40 million is a, is a good number to work with. Thanks for your comments. Again, participants, if you would like to ask a question, you may press star then the number one on your telephone keypad. Again, that's star then the number one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Maggie McDougall from Stiefel. Your line is now open. Maggie McDougall, your line is now open. Please hold while we are while we compile the Q and A roster. And speakers, we don't have any questions over the phone. I'll turn it back to you for the closing remarks. Okay, thanks, Franzi. Um, uh, on behalf of all of us at Badger, we want to thank our customers, um, our employees, suppliers, and our shareholders for your ongoing support that uh, helps us all drive Badger's success. So, Franzi, uh, you can end the call, please. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.